Today in the Chokeslam Wrestling Report, we're going to go through what happened in Hard to Kill on the main event. It's Impact doing a Ring of Honor invasion angle. Um, a One of the commentators leave, but they bring in a former WWE commentator. Also, Mickey James to appear at Royal Rumble. Uh, something I want to talk about. We're going to cover also Wrestle Kingdom 16. We're going to talk about that and much more on the Chokeslam Wrestling Report. Here we go. Welcome to another episode of the Chokesland Wrestling Report. I am your host, the infamous Ultimate One. And today we're going to be talking about uh, WWE uh, asking Impact for help for the Royal Rumble. Also, Hard to Kill, what happened in the main event. Are they planning to do a Ring of Honor um, angle? And how long is that going to last? We're also going to be covering Wrestle Kingdom. And we're going to be talking about other stuff. First of all, let's talk about what yesterday when I was going through my phone and I noticed that there was an article which claimed that WWE WWE announced that they were going to bring back Mickey James back to WWE for the Royal Rumble. Now, when I saw this, I'm saying to myself, how the hell are they going to bring Mickey James and Mickey James is an impact? But then they hit me that Mickey James does not have a contract that I know of unless she signed one. And the only reason she is the knockouts champion was because impact was working with NWA. NWA just did uh, about eight, four or five months ago. They did an all women's pay-per-view uh, that Mickey James produced. And for the, uh, I think they, Diana Perrazzo, Russell Molina in that uh, match, um, in that card. And so AEW wrestlers was, uh, Tony Khan was not happy because NWA did not put over they, uh, their AEW uh, wrestlers. But besides the point, I figured, well, Impact was also using Mickey James to uh, promote the Diana Perrazzo Molina match. So in return, Impact gave her a title match with Diana Perrazzo and whatnot. And um, pretty much um, she won the match at uh, Bound for Glory, which I was one of those people who protested because I said to myself, why in the world are you going to go and take the belt away from Deanna Peraza to give it to Mickey James just for clout. Now, so I'm thinking, well, you know what? Tonight's hard to kill. Uh, they're not going to let that. Mickey James is not going to retain her belt because Deanna Peraza is going to win the belt. Well, 
Apparently, Scott Demore and Impact Wrestling got their balls tickled because I'm okay because that's the way I'm gonna keep it real like that. They got their balls tickled and figured, well, we'll leave the belt on Mickey James so we could get some clout. And this is the part I don't understand. Um, AEW was working with Impact Wrestling. Impact Wrestling decided that after Bound for Glory, they were not going to work with Impact, I mean, with AEW anymore. So this was back in October. Now, all of a sudden, this forward almost, what, uh, three months later, there's word that they're going to be working with WWE. And everybody's going crazy. Oh, Impact is working with everybody, blah, 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 whatever. Okay, so you're working with WWE on this little thing with Mickey James going back for the Royal Woman. And the next thing I want to I, I want to say is why in the hell is Mickey James going back to even do anything for WWE after what WWE did for her, to her? They 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 didn't use her right. They let her go, and then they sent her stuff in a box. Okay, so you know. She actually thinks she's going to win the Royal Rumble. She got something else coming. If people don't catch up to what WWE has been saying for the last three, four months, that they do not want older wrestlers, okay, in their 40s. They just let go. Uh, uh, what's a uh, Taya Valkyrie because she was 38, supposedly. But they go here, they go, they're bringing somebody over their 40s. Now they're bringing uh, um, Lita back. Um, they bring it back. Um, forgot the other girl. Shit, I had it in my head. Um, and the music is in my head, but they're bringing all these girls back because they need women for the Royal Rumble, women's Royal Rumble. Okay, they're bringing all these people back, you know what I'm saying? Because they've been letting all this talent go. But the biggest head scratcher right now is the Mickey James situation. Why would you even go back to the company? They used you. They even Bruce Pritchard had an issue with your husband, Nick Aldis. Okay. You're going to go back to do one Royal Rumble for what? For what? For, to have a, a, a nostalgia moment? This is, this is what, this is what it has come down to, uh, Mickey James, because, you know, your career is in the twilight and now you want to get another one more shot at glory. Really? WWE's going to play you again. You know, and the fact that Impact, even Scott DeMore was like, oh, you know, they finally went to the forbidden door. No, it's, it's not no forbidden door. Because unless you planning to let your guys like Eddie Edwards and, and, and uh, Moves go to WWE and get played, then you're a moron. Because what's going to happen is the same thing that happened to Evolve. Evolve was working with WWE for over five, six years. Okay. They even put Evolve in one of the, on one of their, uh, I think in the WWE Network to combat AEW's uh, Fight for the Fallen back in 2019. Okay, that's how, this is how petty WWE was. And then what WWE does with Evolve, I mean, they use some of their talent at NXT. And this was NXT was great because Triple H was using some of the Evolve guys in NXT. Combined with the people they were picking up in the indies. Okay. And here he goes. Okay. McMahon decides, well, you know what? 
we're gonna buy the library from Evolve because Evolve wasn't losing money. They went they were not making no money. So what the WWE does to not only to 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 buy the library, but to stick it to AEW because a lot of wrestlers who are on AEW passed through Evolve. So now they got the library of Evolve, so they can't use those footage, okay, to anything, to any documentary or whatever and whatnot. And now they got footage. They got the Evolve library. And where's Evolve now? Out of business. So if Impact wants to go and lay down with the devil, the devil, yes, the devil, which is called WWE, you go right ahead. Because they're going to try to buy the library, okay, and whatnot. And next thing you know, I mean, the Young Bucks have passed through Impact. Who else is this? Brian Cage that's passed through Impact. So now they're going to get all some of the footage if Impact decides to work. Impact right now is the way it looks like. They, 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 you know, uh, what I saw from Hard to Kill, the ending of Hard to Kill, where now Ring of Honor wrestlers, the OG Kingdom with Vincent, PCO, and Maria Canellas, uh, they... They evaded the ending of Hard to Kill last night. And now Jonathan Gresham uh, wrestled Chris Saban defending his Ring of Honor title. So it looks like they're grabbing those guys to make a Ring of Honor a Ring of Honor uh, uh, angle. Now, Scott Demore said online, oh, I, I didn't know about this. I'm calling Baltimore. They're just doing this. They're stalling because now Ring of Honor is going to be out for a couple of months. So now they're doing this angle. Okay. They're doing this angle because, you know, they they need they need some kind of noise. Impact is another one who's not making no noise. Nobody, they, their ratings are so low. I mean, they, they they're trying to patch up things. I think they're trying to work with everybody because now all of a sudden, New Japan will have they uh it will be back on their channel, Access Channel, which I don't have anymore. Um, to on to show the New Japan wrestling matches. On Thursday after at ten o'clock, after after impact, you know what I'm saying. But look at the timing. At ten o'clock, who is gonna watch New Japan wrestling at ten o'clock on a Thursday night? You know what I'm saying. So that's not gonna last too long. I mean, the business perspective. I know they're trying to make cloud. They're trying to do. But look, at the end of the day, if they really, really want to make a name for themselves, sign wrestlers. Stop being cheap. Anthem is cheap. I keep saying that over and over again. Anthem has been cheap for the Ben Longers. Okay. Now they threw out New Japan out of their channel back in 2019. Now they're bringing them back because now they're trying to get the big names to come to Impact. You know what I'm saying? But what they don't understand is that New Japan is making their name name known here in the United States with New Japan Strong. And I've been watching those shows, and those shows in New Japan Strong are are the real deal. Okay, the only good thing about it is the Impact wrestlers go to New Japan Strong, which is not bad. You got some AEW guys going there, and uh, Daniel Garcia has teamed up with Brody King and, and, and um, with Violent Unlimited, and uh, at that time was Chris Dickinson, but Dickinson's now hurt. So, you know, I, I just don't understand why Impact will even think. You know, the head scratches again. The head scratches is the Mickey James going back to WWE. Now it's a knockout champion because last night that she beat Deanna Perazzo, which is stupid. Okay. 
I, I just don't get why they keep pushing Mickey James. Don't understand it. They, they, they're living off the WWE. And I've been saying this for months. And even my boy James Rowland from the WWE podcast, I've been telling him, I've been telling him for over a year that I've been working with him that WWE Impact is always looking at WWE. And, of course, they're going to take the opportunity for Impact. Impact is going to take opportunity for WWE to get clout. Okay? It's over clout. And uh, but my question is, what are some of these guys like Steve Macklin who worked with WWE who got let go? What about W. Morrissey who worked with WWE? Okay, you got a couple of guys in there that been working. Do you think that they really are gonna be saying, "Well, do I really want to stay here because WWE might take over and it might they might even buy Impact"? You know what I'm saying? Because that's how petty WWE is. They playing. They poking the bear, and that's the way I see it. And many of you may not agree and whatnot, and, th- and, and, and you're going to say, oh, you're a WWE hater or whatever. Well, at this point, yes, I, I hate WWE for everything they stand for right now, for everything they stand for. And I want to talk about that piggyback from my, uh, my YouTube video that I did on Friday and talk about the NXT situation. Because of what they do, they petty, they petty, they lie to the fans, they, they do everything, and they don't care about the fans, and that's my thing. And you e-droids could go out there, your WWE stands could go out nowhere, oh, you're a hater, you suck, AEW suck, and you could do, you go all out, and you can say whatever you want. At the end of the day, what I'm saying right now, in my platform, because I'm going to say whatever I want in my platform, and tell you the truth. I'm not going to go and sugarcoat and, and, and be one of those podcasters that live and die with WWE and lie to you. And lie to you and tell you that the WWE product is the greatest. Okay? Because if he's uh, WWE right now, they, 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 right now they are so desperate for attention that they even made Seth Rollins a babyface. Now, how in the hell did that happen? The Usos attack. Seth Rollins, after, uh, I believe it was this past Friday, okay, and now Seth Rollins is going to get a title shot at, you know, at Roman Reigns at Royal Rumble. Now they're going to put Brock Lesnar versus Bobby Lashley at the Royal Rumble, okay? Things that, uh, the Seth Rollins, Roman Reigns, how many times are we going to watch that shit? How many times are we going to watch that? I don't care who has the belt. That doesn't, that doesn't intrigue me. That doesn't make me want to sit down and invest. Now, the Bobby Lashley and, and Brock Lesnar match, now that I would sit down and watch it. The Royal Rumble has always been one of my favorites anyway, so I'll probably watch Royal Rumble and check it out. But other than that, they, they, they I don't know what they're doing, but I just don't understand how Mickey James got fired. They sent her stuff in a box. They treated her like shit her last day here. And now She's going back to the Rumble for, for what? For nostalgia? Are you serious? All because Impact want to have some clout? Some notoriety? Or some 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 type of... Because they got the Knockouts champion and then she shouldn't even have that belt to begin with. Okay? Y'all shitting all over Deanna Perrazzo when Perrazzo's a way better wrestler than Mickey James all day, every day. But... You want to push former WWE stars, okay, in your roster. This is why you don't move. That's why you're stuck seeing probably 100, 
150,000, 100,000 people watching your show every Thursday. Because no one cares about impact. And now with this angle coming up, they better hope they hit a home run with this. Because if they don't, it's another failure for impact wrestling. We'll be right back after this. This is your boy, the infamous ultimate one from New York City with news on my website. And that is tcwr.veryinkpressive.com. tcwr.veryinkpressive.com. If you guys have not checked out the website, I have put the black hoodie there uh, as part of my merchandise I have there. I have the black hoodie with Chokeslam Wrestling Report logo on it. I have snapback hats with the Chokeslam Wrestling Report logo. I have the t-shirt. I have other t-shirts included in there. So if you guys want to go check it out or you didn't get to give a gift this past holiday, you could go and check out tcwr.veryinkpressive.com, the home of the Chokeslam Wrestling Report. Check it out. Check out the merchandise and give a gift to one of your loved ones. And we're back. So let's talk a little bit and piggyback on the NXT situation. Uh, as we saw this past Tuesday, we saw Braun Breaker um, come out and break the chains and broke the NXT uh, black and gold little X's when he broke those chains. And then he went and broke the black and gold um, X or foam, styrofoam, and broke it in half. Pretty much letting everybody know that NXT Black and Gold, it's done, buried, and over. Now, I spoke about this on Thursday. I don't know if you guys, uh, not Thursday, I'm sorry, Friday on my video, my YouTube video. And I spoke about how, you know, why are they doing this to Triple H? And it came to my mind, I, I keep hearing other podcasters talk about it. I uh, keep reading dirt sheets and all that. and. They're pretty much saying that the reason that um, this happened was because Triple H was trying to not compete with AEW. He didn't want the NXT brand move from the WWE Network to the USA Network and whatnot. And he didn't want to compete with AEW. McMahon, of course, then was not going to put Raw or SmackDown against aew and it's funny because i see on the chatterbox known as twitter when you see morons talk about oh poor aew versus smackdown or raw and i put my money and my whole check that aew will be smackdown and raw any time of the week and the reason i say that is because what smackdown and raw produces is sports entertainment garbage uh soap opera backstage skids the 24-7 title is the worst title that they ever do when they got all these people running at the, uh, a belt, which is worth nothing. They talk about the FTW meaning nothing, but at least you don't see wrestlers running after the FTW belt. Even though it's not sanctioned in AEW, but you don't see that. And you definitely see this on WWE 24-7 running around. And 
So, you know, it looked like McMahon was scared that, and matter of fact, McMahon was scared because if he was not scared, he would have put SmackDown overall against AEW. He claimed this is the best promotion and the best company in the world, right? So if you're the best company in the world in pro wrestling or so-called sports entertainment, so-called shit, you know, if you're the best, you will not be scared for the for the competition. You wasn't scared when WCW was competing against you, which you lost 80-something weeks in a row until Eric Bischoff, same guy who loves knocking AEW, decided that, that he was going to give the WWE uh, Monday Night Raw results on, I think it was 1998, and give the results of Mick Foley winning the belt from, uh, I believe, was The Rock, if I was correct, I think The Rock, to become world champion, and they lost 600,000 viewers because of that move. This is I'm talking about Eric Bischoff, same guy who still kisses ass, and WWE showed up in this leader, uh, not leader, I'm sorry, the... Uh, well, Larry Mustard, it could have been like Lita, the freaking, that's the first thing that came into my mind. Uh, the Miz and Marie's uh, renewing their vows last Monday night. Okay, Bischoff, the same guy who is giving opportunities to come and be part of segments with AEW, but yet he talks shit about them, but yet he's back at WWE kissing ass. Is the same guy who gave the results of a Monday Night Raw they killed WCW because they never were able to beat WWE or WWF back then, uh, beat them in the Monday Night Rating. So that goes to show you, you know, stuff that has happened. So McMahon, if he wasn't scared of that back then, you know, which is my point, he wasn't scared to go one-on-one with WCW, why were you scared to go one-on-one with AEW? When AEW was just a company coming up from the ground, because you knew that your wrestling, you're losing fans every year. Every year you're losing fans. You should be making 5.0 to 3.5 on every episode of Raw or SmackDown. You're not even doing that. Even though wrestling is not even doing that anymore because those heydays of 3.5 and 4. It's over, but Look, AEW this week, they show wasn't all that, and because it was because it was the uh, the the Danielson versus Hagman page, they brought in a million a million viewers in TBS, and I think they're gonna do great in TBS because TBS is a what they it's a, a lot of people watches TBS, and they're gonna get new viewers to watch this because they're gonna see oh wait a minute, Brandon, Daniel Bryan is here, oh shit, Jericho is here. Uh, who else is in there? CM Punk is here. Oh, shoot. Look, Adam Cole. The, the, the on, on the spirit. They are going to get new fans. And I'm not worried about AEW right now as far as fans because they still knew. They did what? They've been around for two years? Three going now in October of this year? So they're doing very well. For companies making a million, but I love how people love to go and take shots at AEW and, and oh, Rampage making. Look at the time slots, morons. But anyway, but and like I said on my video the other day, as that if Triple H was given the reins, and supposedly Triple H was given the reins to do whatever he wanted 
when he first started NXT because that was all over the dirt sheets. He could do whatever he wanted because that was his baby. And he brought it up to the promised land. Good enough to become, to be the third brand of the company, which means Raw, SmackDown, NXT. The company had three brands. And McMahon, because Triple H wasn't able to beat um, AEW in the Wednesday Night Wars, now this is the results. And you don't believe me. Look at all the look, look look what they had to do. They brought in they brought um WCW pay-per-view names to get people to watch it. They brought in America uh, the Great American Bass a year ago. Uh, they did well. This year they didn't. They brought Halloween Havoc the year before they did good. This year they didn't do at all. It was stupid the way they were doing it. Um the War Games was one of the best um, shows that they had, um, which brought in a lot of eyes and, and, and the takeovers. And I believe that, uh, and, my, and my friend Mike told me about this, the word takeover pretty much uh, resonated in, in, in McMahon's brain because it was like Triple H saying, we're going to take over Raw and SmackDown. We're taking over the whole company. And they pretty much almost did. Because if you look at the roster they had in 2019, where they brought that roster, they probably 10, 15 guys they had in NXT, they brought them against the Survivor Series. And, and there was moments there that people wanted to see. The Keith Lee versus Brock Lesnar. The Keith Lee versus Roman Reigns. I mean, there was so much stuff that you could have had. They had the Adam Cole versus Daniel Bryan um, at one point. It was, it was something new that WWE could have used, that that faithful January 9th of four years ago. It's gonna be four years, or already no, no, was it four years? Three years. It passed September 18 of 2018, where McMahon, um, Stephanie McMahon, Triple H, and, and um, I forgot the the son's name, whatever his name is, Shane. We're all saying we're going to bring new storylines and all this, and they brought a couple of guys, with which as the Black, they brought up the War Machines, they brought Ricochet and all that. Tommaso Ciampa got hurt at that time, at that point. Um, they had an opportunity there to go and blow up, and they again they lied to the fans because they they was pretty much bury almost all the guys they brought up that that those couple of weeks. If Tommaso Ciampa got hurt. His neck was injured already, and it got worse when he wrestled in a match where he teamed up with Johnny Gargano, and that's it. But then that faithful – people forget that the time when the Saudi Arabia trip that the WWE had, and they had problems coming back, okay, who saved SmackDown? NXT. When Triple H went and invaded with his, with his roster, and that's what's the setup – for the Survivor Series, which NXT won the Survivor Series elimination tag uh, tag teams, okay, and McMahon would didn't McMahon was so pissed off that 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 succeeded that he was had a problem with Shayna Baszler, um, I believe think she won the three way with the Raw with Becky Lynch and, and Charlotte, I think Charlotte was in it, um, and he wasn't happy, but he already had made up his mind. 
He said, this is getting too good. This is going to go and take pretty much, I got to squash it what I can. He squashed it so bad that he gave Triple H a heart attack. I don't care what anybody says to me that, oh, that, that how can you blame? Yes, they stressed him up that bad, okay, that he was that stressed, and now the man can't wrestle anymore. He has a heart problem. Some more Joe. That's the last one who got they got rid of as of Thursday. Uh, he got let go, and uh, second time this man got fired. And the thing is that, and again, and I'm gonna say this. I said it in my video, and I'm gonna say it now. They lied to the fans. They said that Samoa Joe was hurt. After Samoa Joe be carrying cross for the NXT Championship, which is another guy who they carrying cross who came up the who came up a week and a half before he lost to Samoa Joe and lost to Jeff Hardy in a three minute match. Okay. Now I'm pointing out all the stuff. I'm pointing out all the stuff, okay, of how effed up this company is. But most of you are still gonna defend all this after all this I'm talking about. You you fire Samoa Joe twice. Samoa Joe goes and beats Karrion Cross, and the following week you announce that Samoa Joe has to vacate the belt because he is hurt. Well, we all know that that was not true. He was a Triple H guy. They stripped him. They had him working in the back. And then finally, after they let go, no other than William Regal, out of all people, the man who gave himself to WWE for many years, many years, okay? And he made NXT for what it is because Triple H um, confided in him. Okay, and you let William Riga go, an icon in wrestling, and you let go of Samoa Joe's second time. Okay, and yes, it is disgusting. It is disgusting. This is why I get mad because, you know, Impact Wrestling, you can't tell me that Impact Wrestling is not seeing all this going on. They don't read. But you, Impact Wrestling, who I have faith in, faith in last year, because you was working with New Japan, you was working with AEW, and you decided that you took good for yourself and stopped working with AEW, but you want to work with NWA, that sucks, okay? Well, they're not, they don't suck. They, they're kind of all right. Uh, and now you want to work with WWE, that means you want to go to bed with the devil. You see what happened to NXT. You see what happened to Evolve. WWE is still does not like professional wrestling. I'm going to say it again. WWE does not like professional wrestling and you e-droids out there want to you're entertained with the bull crap and this is why wwe is losing uh how a house show attendance they're losing all kinds of stuff because i speak facts and most of you will not like it and i don't care again this is my platform i say what i want but i'm not going to lie to you and go here and use my platform to baby you know, baby, uh, a company that you know for a fact they're not doing right by their fans, okay? Because 98% of these podcasts nowadays, all they do is they have the nerve to come and say, Oh, you know, uh, WWE's good, the card was great, uh, the matches was good. No, it's not. If you're into that three, five minute matches, then you don't know shit about professional wrestling, okay? 
If I show you a, a, a New Japan wrestling match, like an Okada versus Osprey that I saw in Wrestle Kingdom, 45 minutes of great action, okay, you'd be like, oh, this shit is boring because you don't know shit about wrestling. A match is told through a story and it takes time, okay? You go from the thesis to the main to the main idea and then to the conclusion. No, everybody wants, WWE fans want to go conclusion. The beginning of the story and the conclusion, that's it. Skip the main idea. Anyway, I'll be right back after this. The Pro Wrestling Vault. 35 short stories, including Harley Race, Ricky Morton, Tracy Smothers, and Tim Storm. Along with 300 photos from the independent scene. Taken from Texas, Louisiana, Mississippi, and Alabama. Get your book today by going to WrestleVille.com or LanceByChance.com. WrestleVille, it's where wrestling lives. And we're back. So we're going to cover now my favorite promotion, New Japan Pro Wrestling. Uh, we're going to cover the Wrestle Kingdom. Um, Wrestle Kingdom 1, Night 1, and Night 2 were awesome. I mean, they Wrestle Kingdom never, never, and I repeat, never uh, disappointed me at all, you know. Um, so Night 1, let's go to night, beginning of Night 1. They had the, the New Japan Rumble. Which is kind of a, a a battle royal, uh, like a Royal Rumble type of thing, but you know you only got twenty wrestlers instead of thirty or whatever it is. So here's the list of wrestlers who participated in this Rumble. You had Chase Owens from Bullet Club, Aaron Hanari from the United Empire, Young Line Fujita, Nashima, and Iowa. Uh, you had Master Wado. You had Hiroshi Tenzan, Minoru Suzuki. Satsuji Kojima, Takamishinoku, uh, Zima, who wrestled AEW, um, uh, Tomaiki Homa, Duki from the uh, Suzuki Gun, Yugi Nagata, uh, Kanemaru from Suzuki Gun, Makabe, and Balak Fale, and the legendary Tatsumi the Dragon Fujinami. Yes, that man. He was in this rumble, and the during uh you had also Toriano who was who was and uh, who was actually because that's after the year is over he no longer he was this is all for the king of pro wrestling trophy Yano had won that in 2020 2020 and 2021 but this year he was part of the four, four competitors uh of this rumble now the rumble you eliminate the person over the top rope um and, and the last four will go and compete the next night, which is the final four, the next night for the King of Pro Wrestling uh, trophy. So the final four out of all this group was Minoru Suzuki, Zima, uh, who are Toriano, and let's see, who was it? And Chase Owen. Uh, so he made it to the final four again. Chase Owen was number one. Hanori Hinari was number two. The chase over from one all the way to all these other guys that came in afterwards, he was able to survive that. So the final four of these guys to face each other night two for the King of Pro Wrestling Trophy. Then we had the show versus Yo, the former Rapongi Vice tag team going at it now. Uh show had uh injured um Yo not long ago. Um he injured him. 
Uh, so Show uh, started off the match attacking Yo from the outside to take an early advantage. And then Yo took advantage of Show when he hit a dragon screw leg whip and he started stomping on Show. Uh, Dick Togo, of course, he's part of the House of Torture. He interfered to cause Yo the match. And then Yo Trap was strapping a triangle choke and escaped. Show with a wrench, with a with a wrench who was about to bust Yo over the head with it, but misses. Yo hits Togo with it, and Show gets rolled up for the fin. The aftermath, though, Show then with the wrench again. He tried to hit Yo with it, but he gets super kick, and Show was laid out. So that was the match, the first match of the night. Then we had the. Uh, Tanahashi, Romero, and Taguchi, the the best coaches, that's the name of them, against Kenta, Ishimori, and, and Fatasmo. This match was a, pretty much a back-and-forth match between the team till Bullet Club took control of the match, grounding Taguchi, and then the referee gets hit. Uh, Fatasmo throws in the candlestick to use it on Tanahashi, but then Tanahashi started using the candlestick on Kenta, and he got his team disqualified. It was the first time I ever saw Tanahashi get disqualified. So Bullet Club wins that match. Then we had United Empire versus Long, uh, the Los Ingobernados de Japón. United Empire taking control, punishing Naido. And then LIJ took control with Sonata, put Okan in the Sonata lock, which is a paradise lock. Okan tried to do a bridge to pin Sonata, but... Uh, Will Osprey came in and he did his work and hit the hit and blade on Bushi to pin him for the big for the victory. So already uh Osprey was making noise and you know he looked good. He looked so good. Yeah, he's walking around with all four titles, the the IWGP belt, which he claims is the real one. He had the Warrior Wrestling belt with him, he had the Rep Pro belt, the British belt. This guy walking around with gold all over the place, considered probably the best wrestler in the world as far as 2021 is concerned. Then we saw the Kasuri Shibata does make his return and he was raising Ren Narita. Now, I thought it was going to be something like what he had with uh, Zack Zaber Jr., a uh, five minute match. No, he actually wrestled Ren Narita. Narita competed in this match. Um, he gave um, Shibata a run for his money, but Shibata showed who is this teacher and who is the student as he PK'd. Uh, Narita kicked him dead in the chest and pinned him. Then we had the never open weight title match. This was crazy because this match was uh, Tomohiro Ishii, who was the champion versus Evil. Uh, Evil took out the ring announcer beginning of the match. He attacked Ishii and then uh, while going at it with Ishii on the outside, hitting him with a chair. Ishii thrown to the exposed corner. Togo then went and hit Ishii while he was going off the road with a chair. So it, this was crazy because the whole House of Torture interfered in this match until Yo came in, tried to um, came in and tried to fight off the House of Torture, but it was too much as Yuhiro a low blow um, um, he low blow Ishii and Evil used the belt to hit Ishii and hit everything is evil to become the new never open weight champion. Now Evil and the House of Torture this is very interesting because they're getting, they're getting a lot of clout as far as part of the bullet club i can't wait till jay white returns because jay white had a lot to say in um november october when he said why it was show part of the bullet club that wasn't you know it wasn't um spoken to him about it 
uh Tama Tonga pretty much saying, uh, are you really the leader? Uh, and say E was probably the leader now. I, I don't know. It's gonna be interesting. We're gonna see if this is gonna uh put Bullet Club um in shambles and it's gonna break them up because I, I see it probably happening. I, I don't know, even though uh Battle of Fale is back, a old school OG, so we'll see. Dangerous Tekka versus Goto and Yoshihashi. This this match, you saw Dangerous Tekka pretty much. They weren't the same. I think Goto and Joshi gave these guys a hard time. Even though this match we saw jo- Sakantashi torture Joshi, stretching him like a damn rubber band. But Goto and ha- uh, Hashi then used their tag team combination moves on Dangerous Checker, but couldn't put them away. But Sebi used the submission moves to Goto and Joshi continued to use combat. But he, he, Joshi, I mean, Goto and Joshi, even though they were getting stressed out by Sakantashi Jr., Go to Jushi, continue to use combinations and to battle uh, Dangerous Tekka. Taishi tried to do a, a comeback, battle both Goda and Hush, uh, Hashi, but Hashi hit a Canadian destroyer on Taishi and Goda hit his knee crush, and then they hit the finishing move to win the IWGP Tag Team titles. This is the second year in a row that Dangerous Tekka goes in as a champion and whatnot. And lose at Wrestle Kingdom. Last year they lost to the Gorillas of Destinies, and they lost them. And this is the second year in a row this happened. And after math, the uh, after the match, Taishi and Sable congratulated Haishi, uh, Haishi because Haishi extended his hand to Taishi because Taishi always put him down like you know you ain't nobody, blah blah blah. You you've been in New Japan for twelve years. You never win no titles. Well, he finally got his second title because he was part of the six man tag. Um, they never opened with six ta- tag for almost a year, so they shook hands afterward, both teams, and this was a good sportsmanship. Then we had the IWGP Junior Title match: uh, Hiromu Tanahashi versus Desperado. Desperado with a uh, in the big, you know, went back and forth with uh, Hiromu, but Desperado at one point caught um, uh, Hiromu with the muffler stress. To the numero dos and had her one with trouble, but then this brother rock him one with a right hand. I'm talking about he clocked him. I mean, he dropped like a like a bag of bricks. He hit a pinch of loco on Hiromo. Hiromo got up. Hiromo returns the favor with a right hand, same way that Desperado did to him. But then Desperado hit two pinch of locos on Hiromo, and to my surprise, he ends up pinning Hiromo to retain the belt. Then we had Okada versus Takaji. The match started off like Okada loves doing it. Slow pace, methodical, you know, with wrestling moves. And then this was a great match where both wrestlers gave everything they had. At one point, Taka, uh, uh, Shingo Takaji hit a clothesline, a, 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 a clothesline bomber on Okada that he swolled his eye up. Okay, he swolled his eye up. It was incredible. So, uh, but then you know, you know, not, a, not a, to me. It wasn't a surprise to see Okada win this match. Um, he hit the Rainmaker, and this pretty much set up for night two with Will Osprey. Osprey came out, started talking about he's the you know that, that once he beat Okada, that New Japan Pro would be in good hands with him. When he left, Okada called him a fake champion. Um, so this was a setup for night two. So this was 
a good way to start for the uh, night two event. So, you know, but it's overall night one was good. All the matches were all worth watching. And trust me, five hours to watching this wrestling, this event, it was worth it. I, 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 I do give five hours of my life to watch New Japan stuff because it is worth it. You know what I'm saying? You want to get away from the AEWs. You want to get away from the WWEs, the, the uh, all the other stuff, all the high-flying crazy stuff. You want to watch good wrestling? New Japan Pro Wrestling, it is. So we'll be right back with night two review of the Wrestle Kingdom 16. Hi, this is James Rodens from the WNR Podcast, and you are listening to the Chokeslam Wrestling Report. back for night two of wrestle kingdom two uh wrestle kingdom 16 actually so wrestle kingdom night two started off with a couple of matches that started off with six man tag there were gonna be three six man tag to open up it was like the kickoff pretty much they had the first kickoff man was Jado, ghetto and fale from the bullet club versus yuri nagata tenro homa and makabe this was a fun match uh watching old school wrestlers wrestle each other Balak Fale he still looks you know um you know fears to me I mean the guy's still big you know he still could do work there I think they should push him even more as far as him as a as a competitor I think that he's underutilized but uh Jado and Ghetto who used to be a great tag team back in the days with uh when New Japan and Noah uh you know, teamed up, but you know, um, this match ended when Hama ended up hitting a headbutt on Ghetto while off bouncing off the rope. Then he did it off the second rope and he ends up pinning Ghetto for the win for his team. Then we had Master Wado with teaming up with Tenzan and Kojima. Um, again, a young line, a young wrestler today because Master Wado is a young wrestler, uh, teaming up with. Legends of Tenzan and Kojima. They went against Suzuki Gun. Another fun match. But the biggest upset of the night. The biggest upset. I think it was the biggest upset of the night. Uh, even though it was a kickoff. Was Master Wado. Okay. Because Suzuki Gun had Desperado, Kanemaru. Uh, I don't know. I think it was Desperado, uh, Kanemaru, and I forgot who else was the other guy. Anyway. Desperado got pinned by Master Wado, which was surprising to me. So now, Desperado, who just had defeated Hiromu Tadahashi the, the night one, got pinned by Master Wado. So Master Wado, who I'm not highly... I mean, he looks a little better than when he first showed up at New Japan, but he ends up pinning Desperado. So most likely, he will be the next challenger for the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Champion. Then we had Takaji, Shingo Takaji, Hiroshi Tanahashi, or Hiromo Tanahashi, actually, and Bushi versus Taishi, Zack Sabre Jr., and Duki. And this match, uh, again, it was fun to see the Suzuki gun against uh, LIJ. Uh, Shingo Takaji bounced back because he ended up, uh, you know, actually gained the 
the win for the team. But Zach Zaber Jr., this guy always, always impresses me. He ended up catching Hiromu Tadahashi off the off the ropes. Like he went to do like a, I think, a, 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 I think he was trying to do a shoulder block or something, and he got caught midair, and Zach Zaber Jr. caught him in an ankle lock. It was just ridiculous of how this guy, Zach Zaber Jr., is this guy is the man, you know, submission specialist. Uh, but his team lost. Uh, the match was good and competitive, but Duki got caught with the speed of Hiromu Shingo, and he got pinned. Then we had the opening of the show. We had the IWGP Junior Tag Team titles on the line, and we had a three-way with three tag teams. We had Ro- uh, Rocky Romero and Ryu Takuji versus El Fantasmo and Ishimori versus Robbie Eagle and Tiger Mask. And now Tiger Mask has been around forever, and Robbie Eagle and Tiger Mask are the champions. So uh, uh, this match was very competitive also, even though uh, El Fantasmo was doing his little, you know, devious tricks and cheating and all that. Fatadmo did a move that kind of really surprised me because he had Tiger Mask on the mat. He goes to the corner. Now, Tiger Mask is way far from him. He goes and gets to the top rope, walks the top rope, and then does a frog splash on Tiger Mask. But he did all that only for then both opposing teams that he was facing. Robert Eagle, Tiger Mask, Rocky Mamura Takuchi, turn on him and bring him down and take off his boot and inside his boot who has a lot of people saying that he had that boot was loaded and it's been saying for the last almost a year and whatnot and it turns out it was a metal piece in his boot and he was disqualified him and bone soldier uh so if then the match continued Romero end up tapping out to Robbie Eagle's leg lock so Robbie Eagle and Tiger Mask end up Retaining the IWGP Junior Tag Title. It was a fun match. It was a good match. Um, so we'll see. Then we saw Stardom. So we saw the female from Stardom, Say Kamadi and Tom Nakano versus Starlight Kid and Maja and Watani. This was a good match. Uh, getting myself acquainted with Stardom because I'm not familiar with that. I mean, with that promotion, but. Uh, you know, these female wrestlers are off the hook, but Sai Kaminati in this match ended up pinning Starlight Kid with a Phoenix Flash. Uh, it was a, it was a good match. I mean, it, it was not something I will watch every day. Uh, I got to get used to them. I mean, it was a fun match. Uh, the Starlight, Starlight uh, Kid, she's pretty good. The girl was, like, flying all over the damn place. So then we had the Kano Pro Wrestling Final Four that we spoke about from night one. We got Seema versus Minoru Suzuki versus Chase Owen versus Toru Yano. Seema uh, uh, versus Minoru Suzuki was a not a dream match, but it was entertaining watching these two go go at it. Seema at one point took out all his opponent with a two pursuit seat outside. Chase with a running knee on Seema. It was uh, it's like a V trigger. It's, I think he's one of the guys right now with the best knee shots in Japan right now. Manuel Suzuki rock Owen with a heavy form. I'm talking about he hit Chase Owen with a form so hard. Owen just dropped. I mean, you hear it. Blah. I was like, oh, Manuel Suzuki. This is why I love watching Manuel Suzuki. 
Suzuki, uh, his age, 52, 51. Uh, yeah, I could watch any of his matches. Minoru hits Azima while he was, he has Yano on a knee lock. I mean, well, every, I mean, Yano was in trouble. Yano got caught in a some type of knee lock, like a Muda lock. And every time somebody hits Zima, he would go backwards and he would put pressure on Yano's knee. So that was uh, a little funny there. Uh, Yano low blows Zima and Minoru, but Suzuki ends up hitting the God's power driver on Yano to win the King of Pro Wrestling Trophy. So now this is going to be sick because now people are going to be picking the matches because that's what King of Pro Wrestling Trophy is. You pick the matches, what type of match you want to have, whoever he challenges. So, oof, I feel sorry for whoever wants to get in the ring. You don't need – Manu Suzuki don't need no no gimmick match to beat the shit out of you. He's going to beat the shit out of you regardless of no table with it, or with a table or with a chair. It don't matter. He's going to beat the crap out of you. So afterwards – he kept attacking Yano, but uh, apparently Yano has some handcuffs. He handcuffed Manu Suzuki after he was attacked. Uh, and then they were trying to get him out. A young lion was trying to get him out of the ropes, but he got slapped up for not losing Manu Suzuki fast enough from the ropes. So then we had a six-man tag for the Never Open Way uh, six-man title. We had Goto. Uh, Yoshihashi and Yo versus the House of Torture, which included Evil, uh, Yo, and Tokyo Pimp. Uh, so this was a again one of those matches, good match, whatever. But then Togo, Dick Togo gets involved using the wire on the neck of Yo, but Ishii then pull him in his ass because Ishii uh, came with uh, with the Chaos Group, um, and then. And the answer, he will hits a low blow on Yo, and Show ends up pinning him to retain the six-man title. So this was good. Then after right that, Noah wrestlers showed up and invaded the ring along with Gray Muda. So this is part of night three, which I still haven't watched. Uh, the only ones that came out was to confront all these Noah wrestlers was Shingo Takagi and, um, and Bushi. That's it. Uh, so that was the setup for night three. Sonata versus Gray Okan. This match was really good. Okan was in control for most of the match. Beginning, but Sonata started making a comeback. Great Okan hit a top body press over the rope because, you know, uh, Sonata thought he could not do the body press, and he ends up doing it. Uh, Sonata was getting caught with the sheep killer. Every time he tried to do that uh, skull, that's, uh, cold skull, Move on him. He kept getting caught with this ship killer from um, from Old Great Okan and Tiger Suplex on Khan, which it was kind of crazy that um, to expect that from Sonata at one point. And then Okan hits a actually no, it was Sonata who hit the moonsault, but he lands on Okan's knees. And then Okan hit a moonsault. And you would think that he was going to pin Sonata because, I mean, he looked like the heavier guy. Nope, Sonata ended up rolling him up and pinning him for the win. Then we had Naito versus Cobb. Uh, this was a good match with Jeff Cobb overpowering Naito for most of the match, but then Naito came back, started working on Cobb's knee, and he overcame the odds. Every time Cobb was trying to go for a tour of the islands, he couldn't. Um, Naito would go and do something, kick him in the knee again, and he overcame. Uh, Naito overcame the odds by hitting the Destino for the win. Then we had the U.S. 
IW title match. This was crazy. Because it was Hiromi Tadahashi versus Kenta in a no disqualification match and hardcore match. And let me tell you something. Tadahashi started using the candlestick on Kenta soon as the match started. Kenta retaliated by using the belt on Tadahashi and knocked him down. Tadahashi landed on a stack of chairs at one point and diving and um yeah a stack of chair because he went for a frog splash while Kenta was laying on the chairs and he took all the chairs. Tadashi from a 25 feet ladder that Kenta brought in after Kenta put Tadahashi through a table. Kenta decided to go and go all the way to the top of a 25 foot ladder. Tadahashi ended up getting up, moved him. Kenta falls from the ladder, lands face first into the garbage can. You could tell he broke his nose on that. Tadahashi then goes, puts Kenta on the table. He goes up from the top rope and dives from the 25 feet onto Kenta on the on the table and pins Kenta. There was blood all over the place. He had a bad cut on his eyebrow. His hip, his, according to reports, he had suffered broken fingers, broken nose, uh, a gash in his eye, and, uh, and his hip was pretty much uh, dislocated. So, I mean, it's crazy. It is crazy that what Kenta went through and he lost the belt to Tanahashi. So, it was it was crazy. To me, it was crazy. Then we had the IWGP belt title match between Sonata. I mean, I'm sorry. Not Sonata. Okada versus Osprey. This match, Osprey and, and uh, Okada. Uh, Os- Os- Osprey dominated early after Okada tried to do, you know, try to dictate the match in his pace, but oh, Osprey wasn't having it. Osprey just... Uh, you know, he hit a two-stop power driver on Okada outside. I mean, and it just uh, after that, I didn't take no more notes because these guys, uh, you know, Osprey kicked Okada with a kick right in the mouth. I was like, wow. Then um, he hit a rainmaker on Okada. Okada hit the uh, the uh, storm stormtrooper move that he does uh, on on Osprey, which is that's his move on. Um, storm stormtrooper, and uh, then at the end, uh, Okada overcame all that, and he just remake did the rainmaker on, on Osprey. Osprey even got out on that um, that submission move. It was like a cobra clutch that Okada had. It, it, it was just crazy. But this match, thumbs up. And then now it looks like it's gonna be Naido and Okada for the 50th anniversary show coming up. I believe it's in March. So. Osprey loses the belt. Now he cannot claim he's the real IWGP champion. That's the first thing he said when they were showing the belt, the belt that Okada had. He said, this is the real championship. So uh, where does Osprey go? I don't know. I know Osprey said he is not going anywhere. He's not going through the forbidden door, which pretty much says that if whoever wants to wrestle him, um, now he they will have to go to Japan and wrestle him because he's back in Japan. Um, so... Uh, it's very interesting, but this whole Wrestle Kingdom show was good. The third one, I have not watched it. Um, I haven't been able to. Um, so, you know, um, I'll let you. I'll let you guys know what I think of next week when I see Wrestle Kingdom Night Three 
New Japan versus Noah. So we'll be right back after this. Hey, what's going on? It's your boy Jada Red Sante, host of Turnbuckle Tabloid, and you're listening to the Choke Slam Wrestling Report. And we're back. We're going to cover a little bit of uh, AEW Dynamite and Rampage and Battle of the Belts. Um, the brand, the Daniel Bryan, I mean, the Brandon Danielson versus Adam Page. I still haven't gotten used to calling him Brian Danielson. Um, that match was pretty good. I can't, it was very bloody to, to begin with, though. Um, it was crazy, it was hard hitting. And I'm already seeing online that people are complaining about Hangman Page being, uh, you know, um, you know, a transitional champion. He's uh, he's boring, and I kind of I'm not agreeing with them, but you know, his last two title matches uh, have been good. Now my thing is who he's going to lose the belt. I don't think he's going to have a long reign. The reason I'm saying that is because. Um, this is kind of reminiscent of what happened with Kenny Omega. Um, Omega, when he was chasing the title, it was fun. Once he got it, he didn't have a strong reign in, in New Japan with the IWGP belt. And, you know, I think then he suffered a heel injury. Then he ends up losing the belt to, uh, to, uh, to Hiromi Tanahashi. Um, so, and, you know... It, it was crazy. It was crazy. So, um, but people are already complaining about that. And I kind of, eh, I don't know. You know, I kind of agree with it. I kind of not. I don't know. But this match between Danielson and Pace this week was pretty good. It was hard hitting. I enjoyed it. Uh, even though um, I'm sure people were expecting that. I, I thought Brian Danielson was going to win the belt, but uh, Pace went end up beating him with a damn. Um, Hit him with the buckshot lariat to beat him. Uh, the MJ versus Sean Dean segment was the best part, I think, in the night when, out of nowhere, um, as soon as MJ goes in the ring, ready to fight uh, Captain Sean Dean, uh, CM Punk starts coming from the ramp, comes in the ring, uh, MJ leaves, and then CM Punk ends up GTSing Dean, and then. MJ loses the match by disqualification because, you know, MJF was saying, oh, I'm going to win a bunch of matches and then I'm going to go for the title. And CM Punk went and got him disqualified. After that, uh, pretty much MJF uh, and CM Punk went on another promo. And this was fun because at one point, uh, MJF said that it looked like it bothered CM Punk to, um, to mention about Roddy Piper. So he said, CM Punk taking exception to MJ and comparing himself to Roddy Piper before saying that Punk is not like Roddy Piper as Piper was talented enough to main event at WrestleMania. So I was like, wow, he really took a shot at, you know, uh, uh, CM Punk. But then he said uh, to the effect that if they don't treat him right in three years, he'll be in the other company. And this was a wide open spot for CM Punk to say, 
Hey, listen, pal, if you think the grass is green on the other side, be my guest. Go ahead. Leave main, leave main event night four of a buy one, get one pre extravaganza, and they get released faster than you last than you last in the sack. And that alone was the the promo of the night to me. And that was so fun. I had fun with that one. Uh, Jericho came out in a promo. Uh, this was a real weak promo. Uh, I, I don't know. And it wasn't funny. None of the stuff he was saying was funny. Uh, so that that whole thing with Kingston and, and Prime Powerful uh, coming in to help uh, Jericho to get jumped by Donnie Garcia and 2.0. Eh. Warlow versus Antonio Sobrano. Another one. Sobrano was trying to, you know, was outside until um, Spears went and see full Sobrano and put him inside the ring. And then Warlow started his powerbomb barrage for the win. You definitely, well, next week we see CM Punk versus Warlow. Something going to happen out of that. We'll see. The TBS tournament tournament finals. Uh, pretty much, it looked uh, this match, Soho versus Carhill, this bunch of freaking, uh, it looked like there was a lot of bodges in this, and Carhill ended up uh, working on Soho's shoulders. And uh, I think the last move when Carhill hit an Avalanche JD was uh, a little boss, I believe, but. This car here winning the TBS title pretty much sticks it to Swole because Swole was the one who was walking around talking about there's no diversity for her people. And she meant black people that they don't get, they don't be on the top. Well, guess who's on top? Jay Carhill, a black woman. She's now the first aggro TBS woman's champion. So I'm sure that Swole right now, even though she tried to come back, Talking about she she saw the the Twitter and that she was lit on New Year's Eve and stop. You're still trying to justify what you did. Okay, it doesn't doesn't work. Deeps uh to cut a promo claim that she is the PhD in the women's division, which I agree she will be wrestling uh, Sheeta again next week. Malachi Black versus Prime Pillman Jr. Something that I really didn't care about. Pillman lost his match and Malachi. Ends up black masking him. All of a sudden, you see the Lucha Bros come out to see Pillman and Julia Hart. Soho ends up uh, was in the back, and all of a sudden, Britt Baker comes out and tries to humiliate Soho on her loss. Then they attack Soho. Riho comes out to save her. Love, uh, Lucha Brothers versus Jurassic Express for the AEW title match. At the beginning of the match, it was more of a I can do anything you can do type between the LB and the Jungle. Uh, the, the Jungle Express or uh, Jurassic Express and started to work on him. Uh, Phoenix hit a Canadian destroyer on Luchasaurus and Penta hit a main Japan move for a two count. Jungle Boy got hit with a package power driver and he got up. Luchasaurus put Phoenix to the table and Phoenix elbow got dislocated. You see it on the screen. So he suffered an injury. Uh, Penta went for main Japan again and got caught. And he got pinned for the win. Uh, actually, for the loss, actually, because he, he got caught. Um, so now Luchasaurus and Jungle Boy, are the Jurassic Express, are the AEW Tag Team Champions. In Rampage, we saw supposedly uh, Adam Cole versus Jake Atlas. Jake Atlas got hurt in that match, supposedly. Uh, you know, uh, Though Atlas did a, a burst off and Cole took control, beat him down in the middle of the ring after a break. 
returns Cole hit a fireman carry neck breaker for a two count. Then we saw a few more moves before Cole finished Atlas over the knee bar. And of course, supposedly Jake Atlas hurt his knee in that match. Hook uh, and Solo locked up for a test of strength to start the match. Hook got the upper hand on Solo to the ropes. QT Marshall watched his student use the rope to escape a submission before Hook delivered several body shots in the corner. Marshall grabbed Hook foot so uh, Solo could get advantage. Solo had control for a moment, but Hook took him down into a seated octopus stretch. Hook followed that up with a crotch lift suplex and played to the crowd. Solo hit a jawbreaker before Hook threw him with a, with a capture suplex. He delivered the, the crossway before locking Red Run for the win. And then the main event of the night was Ruby Solo versus Riho versus Britt Baker and Jamie Hedder. That, uh, you know, the winner of these match was uh, Riho rolled up. Um, Solo had to save her partner. In this match, she suffered two two on one beatdown. Hit actually hit big in the face, and Riho rolled her up for the win. So, Britt Baker, uh, you know, got pinned. Uh, I I don't know what to say about this because now they're doing WWE shit. Why are the world champions getting pinned? But battle of the belts. I didn't bother to watch it uh, because uh, I forgot to set it up on my VCR or my DVR actually. And so I know Sammy Guerrero won the interim TNT title um, because Cody has COVID. So they had to have a match him and Dustin, Dustin Rowe. I heard it was a pretty good match. The uh, what else? That's it. Well, you know what? Pretty much AEW this week was just uh, pretty much just setting up, open up stories for the. Um, Revolution in March. So the Phoenix getting hurt again is just one of the things that this man is a walking injury. Now, he was supposed to go, well, actually, he was supposed to show up at the House of Glory February 12th event. Uh, House of Glory uh, has them advertised of them showing up, Penta and Phoenix, Lucha Bros, as they are the House of Glory's tag team champions. I don't know what's going to happen with that. We will see what happens. But uh, AEW right now with this Cody thing being the TNT champion, I'm not too happy with that. You know what I'm saying? I'm not too happy with that. Uh, I have not seen Lance Archer. I have not seen Brian Cage. Where is Brian Cage? I'm going to keep saying that. Okay. Um, I don't know what's going to uh the, the word around it that make Marco Stun, who has not, not been seen with Jurassic, uh, Jurassic Express, have not been seen wrestling since uh, his Game Changer Wrestling uh, uh, I think in October, they think he may not be brought back after his contract is over. So most likely, the Marco Stump may be done with AEW. So we'll see. That is it for me. Uh, it was so much stuff. Uh, I, I'm I'm wrestled out to be honest. I stood watching ten hours of Wrestle Kingdom. It's a lot for me for for me to take. Um, and I still haven't watched MLW's first first show. I still haven't seen. The new episode of uh, New Japan Strong, which I'm going to follow sometime this week. So we'll see. After uh, it was too much wrestling this week. So, uh, but that is it for me, guys. If you guys want to follow me on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, please do the Chokeslam Wrestling Report. I also got my YouTube channel, the Chokeslam Wrestling Report. Again, guys, I just put a new video on Friday talking about giving you my opinion on the NXT. Releases of William Regal, 
uh, Road Dog, Samoa Joe, and Timothy Thatcher, and a host of others. Um, to check that out, hit that uh, notification bell for new uploads. Hit that some uh, subscribe button and hit that thumbs up to help the channel. Uh, you guys can follow me there also. So also you can follow me on Apple, Spotify, and Amazon Music. If you if you're into your audio podcast, if you listen to your favorite audio podcast, that's where you can find me. I'm all over the place. You can find me on any audio podcast platform in the world, pretty much. So you can find me there. Check out my my tcwr.veryinkpressive.com. That is my uh my merchandise website. You can get the the Chokeline Wrestling Report black hoodie, the snapback black hat, the t-shirts. I got it all there. tcwr.veryinkpressive.com. If I sound tired, I do gotta excuse me, but it's been a long, long weekend. Um watching wrestling so catching up all this stuff so to give it to you guys because you're my fans and i got i gotta i gotta do my job for you so so that is it for me guys um again uh, follow me on all those social media outlets uh facebook twitter instagram uh and let me know what you think about this on my twitter account let me know until then guys be safe be well i will speak to you guys next week